Welcome to PEV Lane, the show all about PEVs. This week is a very special episode. Yeah, because my name is Brett, also known as E-Rider A. My name is Hanson. My name is Seb. Yeah, also known as EUC in the Six, and he's also in the house. Nice to see Welcome you. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah, so we're going to have a little conversation with Seb today. Uh, I think the topic is going to be riding etiquette, uh, but as per usual, we have a segment to start. Yeah, let's talk about this week. This week. Before we get into any other news. Yeah. PV Lane is one of my favorite shows that I love to watch on YouTube. <laughs> I sit there with my coffee every day. And uh, speaking of coffee, we saved one from spilling. Got this it. is a little gift that I made from Underground Customs to you, you guys. To so you guys can open it up. Okay, awesome. And check it out. And it's something that I feel will be uh, a good addition to the show. Oh, <laughs> oh shit. Let's show the people. Look at this. Yeah. That nice. is sick. Oh, hold that side. Yeah, cool. I got it. I got it. <laughs> PV Lane. So I kind of figure when I'm watching the shows, I see you guys sitting there and yeah. you had the tire and stuff. So I'm like, you know, maybe it can go on the wall. Yo, this, this might have to replace the tire, I got to right? say. Uh, yeah, good thing I didn't bring the sign today because I don't think we're going to need it. So we can that looks great. Thank you so much, dude. Yeah, man. Wow. That was so, such a bombshell. And with that, let's let's jump right into this week. Yeah, so just a few quick updates for this week on the news. I think the first thing is the S20. Yeah. And what what did they change? Uh, I think E-Ride noticed that their E-Rides noticed that their screws were a little bit weak and not good on the heads. They weren't very uh, big or too strong. much Loctite. I saw as well in there swapping <laughs> yeah. the tires. And shout out to E-Rides for actually beating on these wheels and putting some yes. miles down. And yeah. You know, it's good that they're going to be ready to rock and roll once the production comes for people to actually ride them and not have all the issues that past manufacturers have had just dumping wheels out. Right. Well, fingers crossed. Of yeah, course, yeah, but yeah. I had faith in them. I agree. They I only agree. made good products, uh, King Song lately. So, yeah. So they said that they've upgraded the screws. The screw heads are thicker. They're hexes now, I think, or a Torx or something like that. Yeah. Uh, instead of a Phillips, that's like yeah, super that's just flat. Great. So that's exciting. Um, some other news. A MOSFET gate doesn't really have much, but it's still an ongoing issue. Uh, we'll keep you updated with that. Um, anything else? All right. Eastgate Con, that's happening. Um, that's happening in Las Vegas at the end of this month, put on by N-Boards. Uh, so we'll give you more information on that. But you can always go over to Eastgate Exchange, supporting other podcasts. Uh, go over and check out their, their latest podcast, and they've talked about it as well. So Eastgate Con is happening in Las Vegas. Yeah, and I think the last update is our GT segment, which, <laughs> you know, it's ending a little bit quicker than we anticipated. But that's a good thing for all of you out there who are waiting for your one-wheel GTs. Exactly. We have good news. I believe it was two episodes ago, the day before it uploaded, they dropped the news that uh, the first, I think it was three people, had their shipping updates, uh, shipping times updated. Show that it's been... To show that dispatched exactly that they're in production and that they're making them now. So if you uh, have a GT order and a pre a pre order, uh, it should be coming soon. Hopefully, so check your shipping dates, and you hopefully should be getting your GT soon. You which... won't be waiting like the S twenty. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a nice thing about yeah the American assembled products that you know your wait time they tend to announce them a bit closer to when they're actually shipping the products mm -hmm. and not a year prior <laughs> yeah now this is a cool new product but it begs the question a lot of people still love their xrs and the improvement in the gt is good but there's some mods that an xr can do exactly what a gt does so um the question this week 
I think should be XR or GT. If you're a new rider or if you're an experienced rider, you know, what would you prefer? What do you feel comfortable with? Or uh, are you excited for the GT? Yeah, with the, with the caveat that we know that the XRs are not available directly from One Wheel anymore, but they mm-hmm. are available at many local shops. I've seen them even here. Uh, so you could still pick up a new XR. And in fact, some of them are on sale even. Yeah. So it might even be more uh, enticing than a GT if you want to save some cash and get basically the same product. But I don't know. But on I the think it was me. That, I would probably go for GT. Exactly. We'll leave it up to you guys. That, yeah. yeah. Do you not want to pick up that second wheel, that second hand wheel and deal with all that? Just go with the new GT and trust it. What's the price they're releasing the GT at? I think it's like 200 more than the previous one wheel. So probably around 3,000 Canadian. Yeah, three, still three grand. Around yeah. three grand. Yeah. yeah. It's well yeah. worth it though. Yeah, we so, both are. I was a one wheel rider as well. Yeah. Hanson had one too. So I'm looking forward to the GT. Probably something that I won't buy, but I think it's a, a great wheel to have. Yeah. You know, if the uh, if the XR that I had was still part of my fleet, I would definitely find a use for it. Hell yeah. <laughs> They're super fun. Yeah. So that's this week. That's a little skim over some news. Um, and then we can go right into the episode which we're again my favorite word i'm super excited about because i am we have someone for the first time here in house and in the studio here with me and hansen so let's do it yeah riding etiquette with seb yeah i think seb's a you know a good person to talk about this topic with (laughs) Mm -hmm. i found it funny that you guys chose me because most may say riding etiquette doesn't have any existence with the way i ride but (laughs) there's there's many ways that i do ride and i'll be happy to share a lot of people don't know you yeah sure right so like uh we're gonna give you a a minute or two here just to be like okay so who is seb how did you get into eucs and like how do you ride on the road and what kind of a reputation have you gained in the past year and you know good (laughs) or bad whatever depends who you ask but uh yeah sure But you know me and hansen are are on board with etiquette as well and i think that you're a good person to talk to about that so who are you who are you Seb? yeah my name's seb i'm you know original toronto cat here born and raised um i started off with the electric stuff in couple of years ago i think it was 2019 i got my xr um a friend of mine had it he's like oh this thing's great i hopped on it rode it he was blown away how fast i picked it up because i rode a unicycle as a kid so i got the whole balancing thing right off the bat um i got it off of him because he injured himself instantly on it and he's like there's no way i'm gonna ride that so i picked it up off of him and i ended up putting like six thousand kilometers on it sold it and then i ended up buying another one put about four or five k on that one and then um one day I didn't turn the battery off and I think it was the BMS failed on it or something. So I was heartbroken and I was asking actually on Toronto e-riders who can help me fix this thing. And one guy's like, never mind those one wheels. You got to get on an EUC, man. I'm like, EUC, what is that? Yes. And then I'm like, oh, you mean the guys that are like, oh, you the know, like, I used to mock EUC riders because yeah, it looked yeah. super silly. But once I got on one, which the first wheel that I ever rode was a Kingston 16X and it was just, great wheel. I was hooked. Oh, what a great wheel. If anybody wants to start a wheel, that's what I would recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I got a the Kingsong X16X from a gentleman in the club. Came down for the day. I rented it. Oh, nice. We yeah. He this he, was before you knew how to ride one. Before I knew how to ride. Okay, it. okay. Beginning of the ride, he's like, "Okay, Seb, so you're gonna just gonna try and keep up with me, and you know, we'll work it out within an hour, half an hour, an hour. I'm gone on this thing, loving it, doing 50, and I'm looking at my phone for the range, and I'm like, oh my god, I don't need to charge. This is incredible." <laughs> So, and then that was the beginning. And then that kid was telling me, you know, this word Sherman, Sherman, Sherman kept coming up. And then I'm like, Sherman. I like, if I buy a Mustang, I got to have the GT500. If I buy a, a truck, it's got to be the fully loaded one. It's got to have the most power because I'll always want to upgrade. So 
I went with the Sherman from the beginning, bought it from uh, Burlington Smart Wheels. They were great. Shout out to them because um, they've given me a couple of demo wheels to ride and done some work with them as well, which has been fun. Yeah, good local shop. Yeah, they're great. Great customer support too. Um, and then, yeah, the Sherman just changed everything for me. It was like an extension of my body. And EUC, I ride Harleys. I ride, I got a Hayabusa. I got motorcycles, boats, cars, toys, toys, toys. Nothing <laughs> beats the unicycle. And I tell my friends that. They're like, why is your bike all dusty? Why don't you pull it out this year? I'm like, never mind that. I got this thing, man. And it's no you seen the gas prices lately? Gas is wild too, right? So the fact that it was no insurance, no plates, no this, no that, no one to really regulate you and a gray area right now, yeah. um, which I'm, I have been taking advantage of. Um, yeah, it's been... Uh, we all have, you could yeah, say. <laughs> that's how I got into it. And then connecting with you guys, you know, I think the first ride I went on last summer was uh, Kalen was hosting it. Sorry. I'm just, yeah. I'm just checking <laughs> I'm bad for that. <laughs> so I met up with uh, Kalen and went for a ride with everybody. And I'm like, these are cool dudes. And the whole drama scene of being a biker and being, you know, in any other crew was so heavy. And I just left it. So I got into this thing with the UC guys. And I'm like, these guys are cool. Everyone just wants to cruise around and enjoy ourselves. And, you yeah. know, it was great. So that's kind of how I got into it. And now I got two Shermans. I got a K4 and I'm just cruising along well not now in this cold but it's funny you mentioned the uh the biker scene and everything too compared to the e-rider scene because i know i've been riding motorcycles as well that's right and longer than i've ridden any e-device that's right um, so you know about all about so it. i know about it and like it's definitely a lot different scene and when you're trying to get into even group rides or yeah. you're trying to find to others to ride with. you got to be cool this and that yeah. if your bike's not a the Harley different segments or... of bikes for sure yeah and how right. like no, no one necessarily wants to always group. There are the guys out there that don't care, but that's right. It's, yeah, but it was very welcoming. The whole, the whole group of Toronto e riders, and actually anybody on anything electric, has been pretty neutral, pretty cool. Yeah, like oh, what's that? What's the range? Chat about what you're riding, and that's all you have in common with that person, and that's okay because you can share a little bit of yeah laughter, a little bit of smiles, and yeah. you know stories. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, a lot of it. It's a good time. That's Definitely, just yeah. all it is, right? Because yeah. like you're not out there. Like I feel like with with bikes there's a lot more money invested especially Huge. in gasoline as well like yeah. you're literally paying to be out there every single time that's right, yeah, right? harleys We're, ain't no slouch in terms of the cost yeah, <laughs> harleys up, are pricey i grew yeah, up my dad it's overpriced always junk. had a harley <laughs> my junk. dad's always had a harley and they're yeah. just, they just they guzzle right they so do. Yeah. Well, even but they it is a value bike. so yeah yeah whatever yeah but riding etiquette, moving on to that, like you have an experience with bikes. How yeah. is it How is it riding on the road after being on the road so long with vehicles and all these other things and then switching over to EUC? Because you're, you know, you, you've you worked on cars. Yeah, that's a very right? good, so you know very good well, question. And you yeah. always have driven a car. Yeah. Um, driving a car in comparison to an EUC is uh, it's totally different, obviously. People on an EUC... <laughs> Depends if you're talking about blending in with traffic the way I do. Like, I normally ride in the lane with the cars. So, it's you have to be a lot more vigilant, obviously, than in a car. But I think it would be better to compare an EUC to a motorcycle. Cars are their own world, their own level. But when you're on a bike, you're vulnerable, just like an EUC. Yeah, it feels no more, different, really. Exactly. You're more vulnerable than an EUC because you don't have anything to hold on to. If you get in an accident, you can't grab the bars to slide on the bike. Or you're just going down, you're going to get run over. So, with riding etiquette on the street, I'm just always aware. Like if you see some of my videos, it's, I had a friend say to me the other day, he's like, Oh yeah, I see you looking at the car drivers. And I'm like, buddy, I'm not looking at the people. I'm looking at what they're doing, the watching their hands. Yeah, all the time. exactly. If second, that the guy's mirror. hand moves, he's either reaching for the signal or he's going to try and turn. So I'm watching the wheels, the driver, the passengers, everything. Because if you're in traffic, 
you can't be seen. You're riding a unicycle. It's so easy to be caught in a blind spot because you're only a person's width. So right? would you would you say your motorcycle experience helped you kind of ride oh, like this? Because 100%. I feel like a lot of car drivers don't understand this concept that you're describing. That's right. And they're kind of ambiguous to like everything around them. They yeah. may look, oh, there's a car cutting in my lane, but they don't react the same way. You're right. Right. As someone who's ridden a motorcycle and is like, my life is on the line every second. Every second, right. Um, obviously, EUC riders know the same thing, but you have to kind of learn it over time. It's not That's something right. like your first ride, you're doing all this. For you sure. have to be so much more vigilant. Oh, 100%. And motorcycling, uh, riding bikes on the street definitely gave me a, an advantage that way. Um, I, I like to say that I ride uh, defensively yes. instead of aggressively all the time. Yeah. I like to ride aggressive because it's fun. But mm-hmm. if I'm just commuting or going somewhere, I'm on a constant defensive state. Where everybody on the street is out to kill me. Yeah. Actually, that's my <laughs> mindset. And yeah. then, because anytime that I'm riding and I don't have that mindset and I'm just like, doo, 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 I got my hands in my pocket or I'm listening to a song and I'm just cruising, that's when you get shoved around. Mm-hmm. That's when you get pushed or hit or something happens. So. Or you just don't realize what's going on because you're so much distracted, right? You're exactly. just loving the moment. It's like, leave yeah. that for the trail moments when you're not with cars and running roads or anything like that. You that's know? right. Exactly. Um, but going back to one point that I that's still stuck in my head from what you said is looking at the front tire of the car. Oh, yeah. Not only like their hand and if they may signal and stuff like that, but the second you see that wheel start to turn one way, you're like, oh, like I'm going around the other side of that car if I can that's or, right. or whatever way. Right? And it's, like, uh, it's all milliseconds, you know, the time that you're you're riding, you got your lean on and you're watching that driver and you're watching their hand and the wheel. You're also checking your blind spot before you get there to see if this guy's ready to do that. I got an escape this way. I got an escape that way. There's so much to it, right? And then I'm sure the New York City guys can really relate to that. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, yeah, they, they, I feel like they go past traffic a lot faster than like, cause traffic in New York City, I used to be a guide there. It doesn't move as fast as it does here. The one oh, thing I always yeah. say is traffic in Toronto is a lot significantly faster. Is it? Okay. So they yeah. zip past cars and they can go through red lights, but we're like, we're yeah, on yeah. par with the cars here. So yeah. Like, I feel like cars max go 30 in New York City. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's just so tight. There's so many cars. There's so many streets. You like can only so get up stops. to 30 and then you're hitting okay. the brakes again. I've never been there. Yeah. Yeah. So the blocks are like so tight together. Like our blocks here are a lot, lot longer. Yeah. So they'll get up to speed and then have to brake right away because there's a ne- another red light. That's right. You know, yeah. or they'll get through a few lights but there's still just enough traffic and enough commotion there that's like, I'm not doing 50 kilometers an hour through here. Like maybe <laughs> yeah. later on, but yeah. it's just too much commotion, right? For sure. But I feel like that's that's a huge dynamic in, in riding etiquette because when, you know, Toron- Torontonians go to New York City and ride there, they're like, oh, okay. And then they notice the cars aren't moving. So then they end up slowing down a little bit and getting used to it and then speeding back up again where people from New York, if they ended up coming here, they, I think they might just be a little bit flabbergasted on how fast the car. I think they'd around. have fun. <laughs> they would have the so much fun. The speed demons down there would love oh, it. For this sure. would be a dream Definitely. place for them, but it yeah. would just be like, a, oh, oh, they move faster. Okay, yes. let's go. They have yeah. the advantage of so many one-way streets in New York, which oh, is yeah. nice, right? Yes. Because the way the grid's laid up, you've never been, but like the streets. In Manhattan, yeah. In Manhattan, at least, yeah. It's all numbered streets, like one, two, three, four, five. Let's say north-south. And then every other street is a one-way street in reverse direction. With so a few you exceptions around and the like city, they go for a long ways. Nice, so. nice. Okay, so you yeah, can so like know if system. you need to go north, you just hit one street and you just go, uh, and you don't have cars come in both directions, that's which right. makes it easier for that's you. That's really nice. Yeah, yeah. make it even that's easier. Really like if you want to go north or south, you take an avenue. Yeah. If you want to go east or west, you take a street. Oh, yeah, perfect. I'll and they're all numbered too, right? So it's like, and it. People say, when I was a tour guide, I'd say it'd take three minutes to walk from avenue to avenue and one minute to walk from street to street. And cool. you put that on EUC, you can get from lower Manhattan to Central Park in like 
uh, oh, I probably don't remember, but like got to be 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 10 times faster than a car, yeah. <laughs> 10 times, 15 times faster yeah, than yeah. a car. Like it's actually ridiculous how much faster you can get through New York. Well, yeah. I've seen the videos of every video I've ever watched with any scene. You know, New York is just bumper to bumper always. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I'm just being stereotypical no, because of is, what I've seen, yeah. but it seems that's the way it is. There are some lull moments, but a lot of it is just cars, a lot of them there. And yeah. like, even if it is bumper Taxis, to bumper, man. it could be bumper to bumper fast traffic yeah. or bumper to bumper slow. Okay, cool. Right. So the, like, those are two different dynamics that are really uh, fun yeah but it's like the difference here in toronto like if you were to go downtown at five o'clock in comparison to being downtown any other time yeah good point you know very like, good point five o'clock in toronto is my favorite time to ride <laughs> <laughs> you like when there's a bit of traffic yeah i unfortunately I, um, i'm very addicted to the risk i i know it's i know the, the risk adrenaline. But the adrenaline yes. is what i live for right so it's hard to behave yourself that's for sure <laughs> so on that just keeping on riding etiquette where do you where do you draw that line between just being an absolute you know a hole in the road and being respectful but aggressively okay. making your way through very, very good question um school zones where i'm anywhere where there's school zones or kids that are going to be around um potent- be a slowdown yeah 100 percent. you know yeah. i'm not going to go faster than somebody on a bicycle or walking say right um, bike lanes, I try and keep it really slow. I very rarely, rarely use them, but sometimes it's just the easier way. I appreciate that. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the e-riders use only the bike lanes and they just go full speed. Yeah, it's so it's too like, much risk. In Toronto, as soon as they change the Danforth and they put the, the park lane beside the bike lane, so you it got... blocks all your visibility. blocks your visibility and then pedestrians and people are opening doors right into the lane and it's just too high risk for me. I'd rather play with the cars because they're more predictable. Yeah, or right? go slow. Right, exactly. like if you're in that bike lane, you better yeah, be going the speed of a bicycle. Yeah, you're That's not expected right. to stop on a dime when you're on the lane, but when you're in that bike lane, especially like you said oh, on yeah. Danforth, you you're it. expected almost every single That's block right, to man. be able to stop on a dime. And I'm not, I don't like gambling with people. I'm having fun. I'm being wild, crazy, mm-hmm. irresponsible, if, if you want to call it at times. But it should be me at risk. If I'm at the car, uh, on the sorry, if I'm on the lane with a car, who's gonna get hurt? Yeah, think I'm gonna write you. you guys' car off. It's gonna be me. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna lose a leg or whatever. So. Drawing that line is uh, mostly around school zones or anywhere where there's a heavy pedestrian presence. And Bay and Dundas. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Or well, sorry, is yeah. it Bay and Dundas? Yeah. Um, and young Dundas Square? Young and Dundas. That's yeah. what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah, Dundas young Square. And, yeah, Young and Dundas. Lots of pedestrians around tons, there. Tons in there. So it's, it's fun. We always put around there, but then you can want to go fast. You just hit the strip. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But that's a constant struggle. Every time I go out on my wheel, I'm like, okay, today it's group rides. Everyone's like, hey, Seb, you know, it's a little slow ride. Let's just take it easy. I'm like, yeah, no problem, man. I got this. Two minutes into the ride, I'm just leaning forward. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. These guys think I'm a jerk now. (laughs) But I just, it's it's just, you know, you have the need for speed. and it's. Can we go into story time? Can we go into story time? I'm here for Group rides. You talked about you being on group rides. I just want to start one story time. I think the people here will enjoy it. The time that you came to a group ride and you thought everything was going to be calm. And you're like, yeah, I just want to ride. Um, The Bayview ride? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) How did did that happen? (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Well, we were, I think the hype that night was uh, when we started the ride, there was um, a destination point where there was going to be a reporter. So yeah, you know, you're anybody, right. yeah. anybody in the UC world, everyone thinks it's a big thing right now. I get famous TikTok, Instagram, fame, clout, right? She was from a university, I think. Yeah, she was some reporter. She, was, I didn't end up seeing her, but yeah. um, 
everybody was pretty hyped up about that. I'm going to be on TV. I'm going to have a picture or whatever the story. And I totally get it. I was and then probably, there's those who just didn't want to talk to them as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're like, don't talk. So to I was probably feeding off of that energy too. But when we ride um, from downtown Toronto, when we come up Bayview, the lower part of Bayview, it's a two kilometer smooth stretch. And you guys know, every time we get out there, the scooters and all the fastest guys just, pew, we just take off, right? Well, there's a there's a roadway and there's a, a nice bike lane as well. Even right? that bike lane you can hammer down mm-hmm. because there's not very many people that walk down there, right? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we were on the road and uh, I remember there was one kid who had a scooter. We were talking earlier. He's like, yeah, this thing goes about 85. And I'm like, cool. So I'm going to try and analyze who's going to be out at the top of this run. And as soon as the light went green, we all took off and I was just ripping it you know i had a lot of excitement a lot of energy and i'm like totally forgetting about beeps totally forgetting about top speed i'm just leaning smiling and the scooter was near you scooter was right beside me yeah can't remember the the kid's name but i was pulled if you watch the video on my instagram highlights you can see my cam holding my cell phone where i'm pulling on him and i know i'm as soon as i didn't see him beside me i'm in my mind in a split second i'm like shit you're going fast fast i better check my speed as soon as i look down I overpowered the wheel and I saw 90, boom, cut out, and then I ate dirt. And uh, well, not dirt actually. I, I skipped pretty good on the on the asphalt. Ruined my Sherman. Blew the wheel up. Well, it doesn't take much these days, but yeah, yeah. And uh, that was rough, but it was just the excitement, right? So going down at 90 more than once. I've done it a couple times, and that was the only time I wasn't prepared for it. Yeah, right, well, you were just having a time, and yeah, everyone else was, was around you. It was a group ride, yeah. and you know, yeah, because before you were purposely like the other times you've cut out at higher speeds. That's right. You were intentionally trying exactly. to figure out like, okay, what's the limits? Exactly. And yeah. you were prepared, right? You had your, you know, you're like ready to go down and That's slide right. it properly. Exactly. And I choose normally like after the first run when I had a cutout, um, the second and third time I tried to break the 92 and a half record was on a slightly wet road. I found that was so good because. You're not really worried about traction. You're going straight. You're not cornering, so we're not concerned about the wetness, but yep. the slide factor. Oh, it helps Instead you slide. Instead of gripping out. and tumbling, I literally slid for however long it was. Zero injuries. My road, my bike, uh, sorry, my wheel took some road rash, but yeah. that's okay. That's so such a in terms weird of, fact. Yes, we mentioned this uh, on one of the previous episodes where we, we shouted out uh, Elunicycle. El Unicycle in yeah, Dubai. Muhammad. Yeah, Mohammed. So he yeah, has... Sick in his videos where he does those runs like i i noticed how like there's no cars nothing yeah. and whatnot so he's doing those top speeds in places wide open i'm just curious about you so i know like this baby ride was a different situation yeah. group ride we were in the city but where are you normally doing like your top speed your runs, top speed runs are I you live out in uh, in orno which is about 100 kilometers from where we are now um peterborough bowmanville area and there's lots of huge long lane open roads like farm like yeah, land yeah, farm kind land, of thing exactly okay. adjacent to the road is all farms and homes so there's a few nice smooth roads out there that i would do that kind of stuff because again yeah because you risk like if there's a car tailing you or something exactly. you don't want to be trying to push the limits in those situations exactly right? so and where are you going to do it in the city for one and again the risk if i go down which does happen that wheel is just still doing 80 or 90 so if someone's in his path, it can potentially kill them. So that's another reason why I stick out to those yeah. sides of town to do that kind of stuff. But shout out to Mohammed, Samir, you're, you're crazy. And I love the guy, man. He's he's holding it down out there in Dubai for everybody. And he's got the... He's running a Monster Pro now? Yeah, he's, seen, always had, okay. he's got the V1, the, the original oh, okay, Monster okay. Pro. And um, he's did 94 recently. I knew he could do it. And I know he can go faster too. Um, so he's tied with... Um, 
a young lady who's done 94 as well. So it's wow, it's pretty insane. We're getting close to doing 60 miles an hour. Yeah, and, uh, and pushing like literally near free spin on these wheels. Like yes. yeah, like 10 kilometers or five kilometers yes. under that free spin. Exactly. Which so. means you have to be exerting almost no nothing force. at that point. Yeah. Yeah. When you're going that fast, you're literally riding a unicycle. Exactly. You're floating on it. Yeah. And, and and when you're up at those speeds, there's a weird feeling that these wheels have. I, I can't speak for the Monster Pro, but the Sherman has like a sense of, it's like an emptiness. The wheel, when you're riding any other time, you feel you've got something more. Yeah, right? yeah. When you're at the top, it's just like, it's like floating. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It's scary. There's no vibration. I, I heard Monster Pro gives a crazy vibration at top speed. But oh, really? The, yeah, the Sherman, it was, it felt like that was why it's so deceiving when I had cutouts. I'm like, this feels great. Let's keep going. Boom. <laughs> well, that's so fascinating to hear because if you think about it, that's exactly what's happening within the wheel itself. It's like you're floating. Like exactly. there's nothing to give. Like you're on the edge. It's doing like, as little as it or as mu much as it can to balance the wheel yeah. with what little power reserve is left. Yeah. So I, I burn. I remember one episode you're talking about the motherboard I burned. And since yes. I changed it yeah. to a different one, my free spin now is only 98. So I'm never, I'm, I'm, done. Yeah. I'm done with that top speed run on Sherman. I do have a new wheel that I'll be talking about another time. Okay, yeah, yeah. And I'll Has be arrived yet or a little teaser. Have? No, I have it. Oh, okay, I have cool, it. I haven't cool, put cool, a single cool. mile on it. And uh, Ooh. so we'll, we'll see that in the summer, but that'll be a lot more potential for higher speeds. Nice. I want to live. Right. I want to keep riding, right? So the, the <laughs> high speed Sherman days are over for me, but I still like to cruise around 85. And it's good that I did that because now I hope uh, many other people benefited from the fact that we know what the wheel can do. Based on my weight, you know, I'm 175 pounds. Um, but fully geared up, I think it was like 75 kilo. So now when I'm riding and I look down and see 85, it's like, whoa, okay. Or mm. 80, let's take it easy instead of, you know, everyone getting hurt. So I hope that that video or the spreading that awareness is kind of the, one of the reasons I did. Because when you're crashing, people are like, oh, you, it's kind of, uh, you don't know what to do. You, know, you don't know how to ride. That's why you rode it off the wheel or that's why you crashed. But it's more like spreading awareness now because I care about the other riders and I don't want anyone to go through what I went through. Yeah. Right. So yeah, so in terms of fast riding and doing those top speeds, a lot of debate I see online is around the aspect of a leash and using a leash on your electric unicycle. Yeah, I just, don't know why it's a debatable topic. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, <laughs> I kind of agree with you, but I'm curious as yeah. what your thoughts are, because I know a lot of people online are, you know, advocates of let's have a leash. Yeah. And so, you know, let us know what are your thoughts? Like, would you, is there certain situations where you would use one or you'd never use one? Yeah, or? absolutely. Shout out to Marty because he's a hater of the leash. <laughs> Love his videos and all his content too. He's the best. Yeah. Um, I think when I'm casually riding, I don't need it. But those days when I used to ride really crazy and I'm going out and we're doing stupid things like 75, 80 kilometers an hour or, or more, why should someone else have to pay for my stupidity, right? In the moment, it's not stupidity. It's fun. It's great. We're all having fun and we're ripping it. But something happens. You know, there's a pothole. There's a car that cuts you off and you're going down. You, like I said earlier, your wheel is still going that speed. So in yeah. my opinion, in those situations where there's other vulnerable people around who have nothing to do with your sport or your day, there's no reason they should have to pay, potentially pay for that. So I, I do. I have a tow strap from my truck, and I use a carabiner on both ends of my belt in there, and uh, I'll hook up to that. So I strongly believe they're, they're very, very important. And not even just hurting other people. There's a lot of off-road videos that we see lately going around where these guys with the RSs, uh, they're just going nuts. and Chance Hins on yeah, Facebook he's one all of them. the time. They're going Facebook crazy, the and, and then the wheel goes down the hill. They manage to stay on top of the hill. And, and then you just see a there grenade. could be another yeah, and there could be another trail down that hill. 
Very good or point. Or people too. walking. Could be, or, yeah, right. You never so know, you're right? saving your gear and you're saving the possibility of hurting somebody else. But within specific scenarios, right? Like you said, you're not wearing all it all the time. time. Yeah. No, no, that's right. And a lot of people are like, yeah, but I don't want to fall and have an 80-pound wheel yeah, yeah. hit me. Well, then don't fall and don't ride at those speeds. <laughs> that's what I like to you say, know? too. I'm like, so, well, then Yeah, I was going to ask, like, do you think there's a risk of injury when using a leash? 100%. If you like see my yourself. cutoff video, my wheel bounced over my head. Yeah. If it didn't and I was wearing a half helmet, I would have probably had a Canada tire tread tread print in my face or something right so mm-hmm. it's definitely going to hurt you but again it comes down to who we have to we can't taking be responsibility essentially. yeah you gotta be accountable for your actions out there on the street right so i agree both ways i like it and there's a place for it but for people that say oh no it's a terrible idea i don't get the the hate yeah you know i don't understand the hate behind it but teach their own right it's so personalized and especially when riding a pv or something like that there's in comparison to a car or motorcycle, there's so much more there that you have at your disposal. Yeah. Where when you're on just like an EUC, it's the smallest little thing. So sure. like it has to be personalized. Like yeah. you, you don't have like a cup holder. You don't have like yeah, a control right. service or anything. <laughs> like nice. you've got to make up your own things, yeah. right? So if your feet aren't comfortable, two other people in the world are going to do it the same way you do it. If you don't use like a a paid. Or you don't pay for like uh, pads from, you know, Clark pads or something like that, yeah. right? That's like, right. You're going to make up your own thing. It's going to be very personal. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. And these wheels can be pretty heavy these days. So that amount of weight free flying through the air, if it hits a person or any, it damages private property or something, exactly. you're responsible at the end of the day exactly. for that. So yeah. having the leash to kind of protect yourself and protect others i think it's like a dual purpose but i agree with you like if you're casually riding and you know the way that you're going to be riding is not indicative of one of those crashes occurring or something then you probably don't need a leash no for sure but like you said there's no reason to hate on it and say like that's the dumbest thing ever which i I see a lot online yeah me too there's a lot of people who are like never bashing why yeah (laughs) so it's almost like bashing other safety equipment in a way like I felt uh, I've heard it and I'm going to bring Marty into this again because I've heard a lot of bashing about it from him and I understand his perspective. He's a very um, he's a very good rider. He's more conservative than a lot of us high speed guys. So he doesn't put himself in those situations. And I believe that his perspective on it is he's sharing is why are you guys being so irresponsible that you need a leash? So I understand and I respect that 100%. Yes. And I think that's where most of it's coming from because in those scenarios it's generally the older crowd that have more maturity with mm-hmm, the wheels mm-hmm. and you know so i think that's probably where it's fueled from it's funny you mentioned that too because in a way i i understand that perspective very much because i mentioned on like a few episodes past that i sometimes feel that when i wear a helmet this is really silly because you should always wear a helmet regardless uh, even i recognize that but there are the times where you may just like do a super quick trip and it's not fast and you're going short distance where you may not put on a helmet and you take that risk, obviously. Yeah. But I find for myself, I can easily ride far safer. As soon as I put a helmet on, some of that like realization of yourself goes away in a sense. Yeah, you feel invincible. And you for feel a, a little more invincible, <laughs> yeah. which tends to push you. Yeah. Tends to push you to ride a bit more aggressively and unsafe. Yeah. And I can see how the leash might also do that. Yeah. Where you're like, hey, look, I'm all geared up fully. I'm yeah. leashed to the wheel. Let's go ham. An unspoken thing that just happens in your exactly. head when you're cruising. Subconsciously. In That's a way. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but like, the question point. begs, like, 
are you using this thing on the street or like all ge- all the gear all the time? Like, are you using a leash only when you're going out and doing these recreational off-road activities that like this wheel is more made for than the street itself? You know what I mean? Like some of these new wheels have suspension and whatnot. I think you'll see maybe more leashes people being used, but it's like an yeah. off-road thing. Like to have True. it on the road yeah. is to save from other people too. But yeah. like Hanson said, if you're on a hill off-road, something you don't know if there's people at the bottom, that type of thing, right. you know, that's. And it may be with the new wheels because these new wheels are not cheap. Mm-hmm. You know, anything good is five grand. Yeah. So Four to five grand there, now. Yeah. Plus taxes. So maybe people will consider that a little bit to protect their investment at the same time. Right. So. It's a good point. Yeah. They're there to use. I see. You know what I've seen is the bungee style leash. Yeah. So that when they falls off, it's not an impact to their waist or whatever. It's like it a stretches. Bounce back. Smart. Yeah. I've seen that. I think that's what Chance on Facebook has. Maybe oh, okay. it was okay. somebody. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen that, but that's actually pretty smart. Yeah. yeah. It still provides that protection. Exactly. But yeah. it's it not going to shock your spine. Yeah. Like exactly. Stop and the wheel keeps going. Yeah. You're not getting that. Yeah. Right? For sure. Now, have you done a lot of off-roading? Because I know you own a Sherman and a Sherman is notorious for infamous for just not being it's a road an, wheel yeah well, not being an off-road I, have, wheel. I don't have uh, an actual designated off-road wheel but i put the sherman through the ropes and i had no problem keeping up with some of our fastest guys yeah um, you did some durham forest last yeah, year didn't you i remember yeah, that those was incredible you had your uh i had my uh motor your coach, rv yeah, yeah that, my motor coach yeah. was there and i was t- touring around doing some unicycle riding yeah that famous photo with all the wheels lined yeah, up against yeah. the motor that was fun yeah. it's good because you can travel park charge up off the bus and ride and i bring my dog with me too so that made it fun but in the durham forest it's a heavy wheel to be messing around with like that but if you got power pads and you know how to ride them you can do it but it, i'll tell you you're gonna struggle a bit on, more right oh big than time someone i was on, chasing carry yeah and he was on his rs and, or something uh, Vlad. oh my goodness those guys are fast off-road like yeah because they do it a lot and i'm sweating bullets i got my leather jacket my knapsack with water and a full face street bike helmet in the forest while these guys are all geared for that so it was definitely a disadvantage but um most of my off-road experiences dirt bikes yeah so unisa eucs i haven't really got into it but i'm waiting on this uh, master or maybe the s20 we'll see i definitely want to get something like that yeah i i think suspension is key right yeah and you just mentioned dirt bikes they have the biggest suspension of like right. all motorcycles out there yeah and Which, that's why i really like the the master right now because people are saying oh it's this uh piston and fork setup is so outdated but it's still mx every day guys are jumping farther distances than anything with dirt bikes and that's still tube and shock yeah. suspension so yeah i think that's gonna that wheel is gonna be a hit but we'll see what happens the speed as well well uh, <laughs> yeah that 112 free spin got me excited yeah what about the other videos of them like r- racing down the street with the camera right behind i believe it was a female or maybe it was a male i don't um, remember somebody from china it. yeah that yeah, video yeah. with like yeah, they, I, they're they testing didn't tell it. You speeds, but it looked and, and if you fast. know the sound of the Kenda <laughs> or any off-road tire, that it's so true though. You know, yeah, if you watch yeah. the PEV Lane intro, that whoever you guys got that clip of. The, do you want to know where that's from? No. Well, we went on a I mean, ride up to we went up to a ride up to Bond Lake, a little bit north, and it was me, Tuan, and uh, Siege. Okay. Yeah. And Perfect. it was us three. So just a little took like, the audio from a video recording. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Andy showed us a little track we could use for well, ERL. that's also a speedo. Yeah. Once you know your wheel well, you're not needing to look at your, your speedo cause, or your whatever, wherever you have it, because you hear the pitch and you can yeah. familiarize yourself yeah. with that, right? Yeah, so. I say you can hear when a Sherman's coming up behind you. Yeah. Because I'm like, it's that distinctive off-road knobby tire. That <laughs> I not love a lot it, of yeah. People, now other wheels are coming out with them, so yeah. it's going to be harder to tell. But at and least I last put, year, I was like, oh, it's a Sherman. I put a Conti scoot on my... Uh, 
on my original Sherman and it's quiet and it's scary because you can't you don't hear know anything. yeah and i'm like oh shit that's 75 oh my god i better slow down speaking of that i was riding yesterday and i was like nah, 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 nah. and i was like oh i'm beeping oh shit yeah yeah right <laughs> yeah for sure yeah so um do you have a wheel on order or, or anything or are you just prospecting that no i don't have anything on i don't have anything on order right now because there's just too much hype you and know? you have other wheels that I believe you're still kind of working on. Like you said, you have a wheel that you haven't even ridden yet. Right? Yeah, it's uh, yeah. yeah I, which I we're not going to do a spoil, release on my page with that wheel. Is that the reason why you haven't bought a new one yet? Is uh, that that's guess. your new one that you're about to <laughs> unveil to the world? Uh, yeah. No, that's not the reason I haven't bought anything new. It's just I don't know. Um, I have ridden the S20, um, but I don't. You have. I have. Oh, smart wheels. Yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't think that it's what I expected. We'll talk about that another time. I don't want to talk. Yeah, I don't want to bring S20 politics into this. Yeah, no okay. worries. But uh, <laughs> That's a lot of controversy right now yeah, with how time. many reviews coming. I think it's cool and all, but it's just I need more, you know. Mm-hmm. And Sherman mm-hmm. never, besides now that I'm getting really comfortable with it, um, I've never wanted anything more from it other than more range. I come into the city and I'm only getting 70K. You yeah, know, you can push it. On and go I think on it was Kerry. He in our group chat. He showed a video or like a screen grab from his Strava. Uh, yeah. He pushed his Sherman like one ride, uh, where he only got like sixty or fifty kilometers That's right. total. That's right. Just by going fast the whole time. Fast you can the whole drain time. It and, like and on and off in the city. Well, you got to stop for red lights. Yeah. If you don't know what's coming. If you can see it, you just yeah, you know, yeah. But that stop and constant draw to get yourself rolling because the Sherman, you can't really dig into it like an RS. Yeah, exactly. You got to get it rolling. And after you're doing 30, 40, then yeah. you can crack in. Found mm-hmm. that out the hard way. <laughs> Someone's brand new Sherman yeah. with a deflated tire. Well, not deflated, but not in as not much inflated. I remember you talking on about soft that. mode. I just leant forward and the whole wheel just like pivoted. It it like, stayed, are you going to move? It stayed behind you. <laughs> I was like, are you going to yeah, move? Yeah, and I, I just like walked off of it and For the wheel sure. fell over. I was like, it takes time to get used to that wheel. A lot of people buy them and sell them right away. Mm-hmm. Um, it took me probably a thousand K to get used to it, but, uh, so yeah, as for any other wheels right now, I'm leaning towards the master, but I don't, uh, I, I don't believe in any of this bullshit about the fires and this, and it happens. We're in a sport mm. where people are building new stuff for us. They're making these wheels and spending so much time researching and developing hundreds of thousands of dollars in these factories to build this stuff yeah and everyone's gonna hate because a couple catch fire it happens yeah if you don't like like it don't play and a lot of the fires not all of them but a lot are also modded wheels or like different batteries or people have ripped them apart ridden them in rain or water yeah not charged them properly maybe drained it to zero you should never drain your battery to zero not necessarily mods too but just like not treating it properly right yeah ill maintenance and just not being aware of what's going on exactly right um I think Bigo took a big hit um, last with year for sure because of that. Yeah. Look how many wheels they released in the past like two months. There's like five wheels. To when me, that's impressive. It is, but it's also like it shows that they're like we need to like get some new stuff out there because right. our current lineup is kind of no gonna one's buy buying it. it. That's right. For yeah. whatever reason, right? It yeah, whether it's the fires or whatever. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's a drop in the bucket. Like if you look at the percentage of wheels that actually blew up. There's a lot of Gotway Bagode wheels out there. For sure. And only a tiny percent of them blew up. But it's I haven't heard happen. of any it's situation where... <laughs> sorry to cut say. you off. No, it's fine. I haven't heard of any situation where they haven't stood behind their product and said, you know, no problem. Here's why and what. And they've always reimbursed people. Like, so... Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, no no new wheels on the plate right now. I'm going to wait until everyone beats everything this summer. 
That's I'm waiting for uh, what's her name, Kelly Chameleons. She's pretty hard on that S20. Waiting for her and Shibby time to beat on those wheels mm-hmm. and everyone to start getting cutoffs and getting hurt. God forbid it's not too bad. But then I'll be like, okay, this one, that one, and then choose from there. Yeah, there's some talk right now with that and then the slow and the torque, the torque at slow speeds and whatnot, and the S20 being an issue. So, yeah. well, that is the pre production, right? So, who knows how different the real deal will be? Yeah. And hopefully, it's a firmware upgrade or just something you could just download yeah, to your Yeah, no wrenches. Yeah, just yeah, <laughs> just update from yeah. virtual. I hope no wrenches. Uh, that speaking of that video, they couldn't even switch the tire on the S twenty pre production. Yeah, it looks like a journey, <laughs> yeah, there, doesn't it? Right. I thought that it would have been easy based on like just looking at the wheel and how like it exposed the frame is and how few like parts yeah. and shells there are. Like yeah. the battery is literally on the outside, like the shell for the battery. Yeah, I think that was the intention in yeah. the R and D. I think yeah, I think there's also a perspective when you're building stuff, and I look at this from a ma- auto manufacturer standpoint. There's a lot of things that will say, "Why did they do it this way? Why did they do it that way?" But there's a discussion that's had, in my opinion, about how are we going to sustain these shops? These guys need to have work to repair stuff. If if a guy at home can't do his tire, no problem, take it to the EUC shop. So they're also building up that economy of the makes sense the, the maintenance guys the, yeah the guys that are going to do all your stuff they like, can even know, create Diego maintenance and manuals and stuff right that's right yeah, yeah. just so, like cars have yeah right your mechanic exactly. you have a special service manual or whatever that's right how yeah. to operate it but right now there's just a lot of scare shops and they're all not secretive but they hold all of their like they hold all of their knowledge of how to do these things to themselves and they won't they don't tell anyone well it's a niche market that they exactly. know why would they want to share that right i get it they've mm-hmm. earned that to get to where they are, it takes blood and sweat and many sleepless nights and working like Diego, where he's at now with his little shop. It's taking him a long time. Yeah. You know, and he's slowly getting bigger and bigger, and that's how everybody does it. And if you don't have a shitload of money, like, you know, 200 grand to start buying wheels and stock them, how do you think these little guys are going to do it, right? So respect to all those uh, small-time shops out there. And, and in time, we're going to see more of those. Yeah, and at the end of the day, they're the they're the heart. Because like when these experienced riders go down, they go to these people like say Diego and get something fixed. Like in the next few days, like hey, I need this urgent That's help. Right. And you're the only one in this area That's who right. I feel is qualified enough to like. There's maybe three or four others. Yeah, I'm trusting you right now. Yeah, exactly. And that's a big deal. It's like, you know, you take your bike to a shop. It's the same thing. Yeah. These wheels mean the world to us. Mm-hmm. To me, I'll speak for myself. I love my wheel more than anything I own. <laughs> yeah. So, so when it's broken, broken, you know, you get depressed and sad. You sit at home and you're looking at it. You're like, oh, my God. We could be yes. somewhere together right now. But <laughs> that's me. Know. Every day I take my car to work. I'm like, I could be riding. Yeah. No kidding. Could be riding. Jealous of those guys in the warm weather all year. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Especially as a bike rider, everything like you, yeah. the winter sucks when it's yeah. below, like you said today, even right below what minus seven, minus 10 yep. starts to get just too much with the exactly. wind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I find that too. Like I, I was looking at it this winter in comparison to last winter and last winter I look at my posts and like I was on my e-skate and yeah. I was like, yeah, I did a 50 kilometer ride. It's yeah, minus it 14. Feel great. Oh. But yeah, then yeah. I'm also thinking like we didn't get as much snow. It wasn't as wet. It wasn't as salty. It wasn't as like nasty yeah. outside. So you probably could do that, but it was cold sure. and I was still out there. <laughs> yeah. But even now I'm like, I'm just sick of putting on a million layers. I know last year was the first or no. Well, 2019 was my first winter. I bought it in January. So I was out minus 25. Like, yeah. I didn't care. Right. Exactly. But then that novel, wears off and you're like okay my wheel can wait yeah i can enjoy it more when it's not you know so cold maybe the next thing we can talk about is um in terms of riding etiquette is group rides we talked a lot about riding solo yeah your different perspectives on how you ride solo but in a group you have a lot of different variables and factors and different experiences from different people experience levels experience levels as well Mm. yeah 
Yeah. Um, a wide so range your, in, in a group ride. Group rides are the best. I love group rides. <laughs> uh, I love being with all the, the guys cruising. And like you said, at nighttime, when you look back and all those LEDs are gone, it's very addictive. <laughs> That's one of the best feelings. It yeah. is. Yeah. When you gather at a bunch of guys. Of group and, and you yeah. look back. And you're cruising. So group rides are, are awesome, but they're also very dangerous because the different skill levels. And a lot of people um, that are of more skilled riders or whatever, they're a little more aware of being on the road. And going back to talking about how motorcycle riding has benefited me as an EUC rider, um, even for car drivers, when you're in driving school, they teach you to keep your eyes and your eye, your head moving. That bobblehead effect, right? Yep. Check your blind spots. Check your mirror constantly. Mm-hmm. I see too many crashes online where people are just cruising along, do 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 do, and then pretending they're like, oh, like they're on their own. Let me go left, and there's a scooter doing sixty beside them, thinking that guy's still gonna go straight, and then that's where the collisions happen. So our group rides are are generally pretty uh, accident free, but being aware of the surroundings with the different speeds is so huge and then we have different pvs we got e-skates we got scooters we got um eucs all together and there's totally different places like the the e-skate guy isn't going to be out in the middle of the road but they're going to be on the side and and you have to consider where everybody's going to be so when i'm riding i'm constantly as soon as i'm going to lean i'm snapping my neck and checking checking out for other people right because you know again we don't want to have accents for nothing silly yeah. stuff like that it's when you really get hurt is when you're not expecting it right? yeah and i think even like small signaling should be a bigger thing in group rides like yeah. with your arms to yeah very indicate good point. where you're kind of moving to um yeah. even if you're slowing down uh because sometimes like we don't have brake lights for example yeah. on you, if they're there you can't see you can't them. see it right even right. if you have it or sometimes they like flash randomly and that's right you're like, is he breaking? Is the wheel just kind of doing its thing? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so like, I, that's all part of it too, I think. Yeah. yeah. And sure. I try to mention at most, not every ride, and at least at the beginning of the year, I mention etiquette a lot. Um, and near the end of the year, I give it up because people don't need to yeah, hear it. Yeah, the spring, it. everyone's forgot what they did last yes, year. So they're yeah. like, and I, you got to teach everyone again. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really happy to hear you say that, you know, my group rides are the group rides that are done here in Toronto are, yeah. are very safe. You're the one who holds it down, man. You deserve yeah, that and respect. A lot sure. of other people have come to me and been like, Hey, I want to lead a ride. I'm like, do it here. I'll just help you do it. Right. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not leading all the rides. And I know Kalen last year became this leader and led a bunch of rides, yep. but he was always coming to me going, you know, I want to make sure that people are safe. What can you tell me? And I'm like, here, this, 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 yeah, and this, right? So exactly. it's all like that thing at the beginning. It's like, call yourself out. If, if you're going left around someone, be like, left side, left side. Oh, yeah. So like, On your you, left, scream it out. It's like the cyclist guys, right? Yeah. yeah if you hear 100%. left, don't go left. Yeah. Right? If you hear right, don't go right. Yeah. Right? It means that person's going to be there. So I, I think that's gone a long way. And just people being generally aware. And it's like knowing we we all kind of know the trails and stuff but like if there's a bumpy section you're not going to have everyone bolting through there a decent amount of people are going to slow down to let everyone know ah this is a bumpy part this might be you know um and then we do have some crazier rides and some things do happen but a lot of the rides we do have an amateur base that that comes out and it's good to keep them safe and the best part is like friday night uh sunset cruise Mm -hmm. we do the city tour watch the sunset it's just amazing and then after that, all the real top dogs who got the range. Staying out late. We're going out after, after That's where the real, <laughs> that's where all the Hoonigan stuff starts. So yeah. when you you got a little bit of gas left in the or charge, I always say full tank, empty, half tank. <laughs> I call it a gas tank. So when you got over a half tank and you can still ride, that's when the fun starts. So. Yeah, I call that after hours. And oftentimes we go to uh, get some bubble tea. Yeah. Just like New York, we go to Kung Fu. Yeah. You know. 
yeah. or other places on Blue or whatever. Yeah, Bolte's a hit for you guys. I don't know why. I love it. <laughs> I didn't really have it until I started hanging around you guys. I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just nice. a nice summer drink. You know? It's good, yeah. You know, I honestly, if I had a choice, I'd just been drinking coffee all day. But I think my body would be like, hey, you want to sleep? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't sleep with coffee. But, yeah. Same. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Like on group rides, the the etiquette is really important. Like you mentioned a lot, and I would, for me, I would love to see. Um, staggered formations and oh, like formation different yeah very good riding. point <laughs> different, very good point. different styles of riding because yeah. i know in our group rides a lot of time you'll end up seeing just a straight line yeah or people like right behind someone else we should incorporate the staggered formation this year you should yeah. you're the you're the ride I, king here i try to just go two by two yeah beside stick, each other stick or whatever. next to someone mm-hmm. you can have a It'd conversation cool. yeah. yeah yeah two by two is works or like staggered back to back well it's also like one thing that you've given me shit about a few times on your rides is, yo, slow down, stay with the group. And I'm like, yo, I'm sorry, I get carried yeah, away. Yeah, because you go to the back and then you... you I go to the back, yeah, and- but I do it on the road and it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. you don't want to be seen. Our ride, this is Toronto, you riders, we're going to maintain composure in the city. Yeah, look kind of separate kind of thing. That's right. So if you're doing it in an organized well, way with a formation, hurt. the presence of this crew in the city will be a lot more respectable than these guys. It will. Hamming 100%. around, you know, cutting people off and stuff. So that could be really fun. Yeah, yeah, I yeah it's, it's the same difference with like a motorcycle group ride that you see going down the highway. Yep. You could see a big group of guys and they're like perfectly staggered. Exactly. And then you see the hooligans doing yeah. wheelies riding all everywhere. And you see how and it looks people... completely different with the reactions of all the cars you got it, and man, everything. You got it. Yeah. MCs ride in formation always. Right. So. Yeah, yeah that'd be cool to see. But I, I think there's just people don't not that they don't get it, but they don't care enough. You're right. There's yeah, not a lot yeah, of the freedom. Like, advice. we're some pretty diehard guys about the sport, and some of them are just like, oh, "I'm just going out for a ride, man. Whatever, yeah, I'll be there. Don't worry, I'll, I'm gonna <laughs> I would be." Love it though. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah, we'll try it out. Yeah, especially uh, on the road because it would give if you're not. I'm not talking bike lanes for formation. Obviously, yeah, yeah. they're too narrow. But yeah. we're doing all road and stuff. Road riding with formation. Yeah. Like, oh, so they're gonna give yeah. you the room and the respect. The car will give you that right? respect exactly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So we'll try that and we'll yeah get some good footage of that this year. And I think at the end of the day, though, like it, I I say that to you on the group rides in etiquette, not two reasons. One. First of all, don't hurt yourself. I really, I like you as a friend. I it's want you much to live. deserved. I, I don't take any offense to it. And sometimes I need a smack sometimes and, because I get carried away and I and, can't help it. Right? And second of all, it's really enticing to get overconfident on a PEV very quickly. And any amateur rider will be very, very encouraged to be like, oh, I want to try that. Because yeah. I'm with a group of people and, you know, it, it could be okay. And it's for like, sure. oh, I'm going to follow them and I'm going to try to go fast for the first time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I would feel terrible if that happened because of my writing, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think you you may have even safely inspired people in this city to to trust in their device to push it a little Good. bit and, and I to hope do so. some crazy stuff. Why not? I right? hope so, yeah. It's important, though. You should always ride your own ride. That's not something I've always heard in motorcycle. Ride your own ride. Like, ride your own ride, even if you're in a group ride. Okay. Yeah. In, a, in a sense of, like, the skill level. Not, yeah. like, ignoring everyone, but in terms of, like, ride your own ride in terms of knowing your limits yeah because yeah, people that. will tend to like that, if yeah. they're following someone who's more advanced and going faster you might try your best to, to try and up. match or keep mm-hmm. up with that person not realizing oh i'm not at the same skill level as that for person sure. for sure put yourself in danger oh i ate it this summer <laughs> last summer <laughs> off-roading off-roading yeah. with claude and vlad you <laughs> see toronto big shout out to those guys they're pretty awesome too they sell a lot of wheels and yep. do a lot of mods um so v- i believe it was vlad i was chasing him down 
with the Sherman, and he's on his RS, and I had no power pads on the wheel, which was a suicide mission. Oh, on a and Sherman? Ju- yeah. Oh, wow. Well, it's just a factory one, but nothing. Oh, okay. Lift, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So your feet come off every time. Oh yeah. yeah. And he was—he's a fast rider off road. Like he's really, really skilled. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I got those, you know, because on the street, no one's near me, but in the dirt. I ate it so bad. I hurt my foot. I hurt my knee. I wiped out three times. Overlean the wheel. End up face planting. I'm like, I gotta keep up with this guy. Yeah. It became a point where now that you said ride my own ride, I'm just like, okay, I gotta ride my own ride, or I'll be in a wheelchair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's good. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna think of that next time I'm out. Yeah, definitely. With anyone. Like everyone always does that when they're on their own, but as soon as you're in that group situation, the dynamic changes, right? Sure, yeah. And you're seeing others around you, and you're trying to like match you have everyone. There's a challenge. Someone to compare to, right? Some perspective. And it's all fun in games. It's no real like, uh, yeah. You know, we're you're not, not actually competing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. It's not like a race, ERL. Yeah, ERL. Yeah. It feels like it though. When you ERL get off, we're gonna see you at ERL you. this year. Yes. A few times. Yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah, well, I, you I need a better weapon for the for the. Yeah, track, you gotta though. see if you can beat Tuan. Well, you need a more nimble. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Lay off the pasta and Fromaggio, maybe. No, it could help you. You know, a little extra weight forward. Yeah, we'll see. You know, yeah, I don't know what would be great for that, but I think uh, those RSs are pretty dominant. Like after we were drag racing in the summer with your K4, my K4, and your RS, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was impressed at how fast that thing can take off. Yeah, the oh, yeah, torque is crazy. You it? can't really cut it out. He's a high torque as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I weighed 10, 20 pounds more, like I've almost fallen off the front of my wheel numerous times and have fallen off the front of my wheel once yeah, just yeah, trying yeah. to get more weight to the front. I'm like, I'm putting everything I can, yeah. and it, it never beeps. Well, it does every once in a while, but like... It's you can't so cut it out torque. on the acceleration. I don't think so. It's, oh, crazy. it's got so right? much torque. It's wonderful. That's, That's why I'm kind of scared to get the S20. I, I almost don't want to sell my high torque, but I probably will. Yeah. Well, you know what, guys? I We got to have... You can't have one wheel. Yeah, Every wheel mm-hmm. has their purpose. There's I a road a, wheel. There's a dirt wheel. Mm-hmm. I have a board know, coming. <laughs> what's the newest wheel everybody Shout wants to know? Shout out to Diego. Should Diego, <laughs> oh, yeah, Diego, Diego. finish his board already. Finish my please, board, please. I've <laughs> been hearing about it for two years. <laughs> <laughs> I want to show everyone. It's going to be amazing. But that's like my second PEV. That's why I'm known as E-Rider A, not E-U-C-A or, you know, Unicycle A or whatever, right? Yeah. So I want to, you know, I don't want to give up that board and, and riding e-skate. And I still have another e-skate at home and it's more suited towards better conditions. But cool. uh, there's a purpose for each machine, right? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah cool. So any, uh, should we move on? Do you have any questions for us before we move on to one of our final segments? Oh, that's a good question. Any questions, questions you have for, for us? You guys. Yeah, you're both waiting on the S20 now? Patiently, kind of? I have a V11 coming. Oh, uh, as well as the S twenty. Um, the V eleven is a great just, wheel. Yeah, so the V eleven. What are you, you pointing just out? Got a, oh, you just got I, a third yeah, PV. Yeah, and I'm, I got a new PV recently, which is a pedal that. assist uh, bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nice. So I'll be off roading with that. I don't. I don't really off road too much with EUCs. Like I like it to some extent, but yeah. as I mountain biked in my past a lot I'd rather have two wheels I'd rather have like yeah yeah the diff the two wheels from mountain biking safer. you can get safer and you can go way faster exactly like more mountain bikes experience. can rip down that's a right. hill without any concern that's right with all that suspension exactly. and it's just I love the speed right like For on sure. the EC you're not ripping that fast on off-roading no no not at all <laughs> one <laughs> little bump and you're going flying set, man. yeah yeah all right so and you're waiting on the s20 yep okay. yeah and the board yeah, I don't really have many questions other than I really love the show and what you guys started. We had to really have a voice for Toronto. We didn't. No, you're Nobody right. Nobody was here to say anything. Mm. There's the odd hoonigan with his videos and, you know, like Toronto. We got Electric Roller. He's pretty awesome. But there was no discussion. So 
yeah. I'll turn the question into a thank you to you guys for doing this because it's yeah, and thanks for having me. That, it's yeah. friggin' awesome. Yeah, I mean, personally, I just saw a gap where I was like, I was at work and I was wanting to hearing, wanting to hear EUC podcasts and shows and information. I just I had a hard time finding it. I found a lot of there's only a couple of live stuff. shows. Yeah, there's live shows. Uh, EVX does live shows, and Black yeah. Cobra I think does live shows. I've but there's Escape podcasts and a lot of Escape podcasts. So I was getting my fill with Escape. Really felt great. But like there was nothing PEV based. They've nothing been around a lot longer. Escape, right? So yeah, yeah. Some time. I think that this is uh, this PEV lane thing's a start to something really big. Yeah. At the end of the day, I just want to inform the people, let them know. Yeah. You know, as much as we can. Everything electric, man. We love it. I love electric stuff. You know, and I'm a big block gas, big yeah, exactly. shaft carburetor guy. Who says you can't like both? You know, right? exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's so uses I, for both. I love yeah. Stuff, so. yeah and after times. filling up at the tank recently, I've been I've been loving uh this this <sighs> EUC, not gonna lie. Yeah, our gas is almost two bucks a liter now, so yeah, I work for Canada Post. And I used their credit card the other day. I was like, <laughs> "Sucks to be you." <laughs> <laughs> Filling this tank. Yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah, that's it. Thanks, guys, for the show. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Maybe yeah. let's uh, move on to some Instagram shoutouts. Oh, yeah. So uh, when we have a guest on, we like to throw it over to the guest. Seb's just gonna pull up something out here. Um, we never, we didn't really even ask him to have someone to shout out on uh, on Instagram. But uh, at the end of the day, he he came in and we're like, hey, uh, do you wanna? He's like, yeah. Yeah, I'll do it. He knows what's up. <laughs> so if it, everybody's been uh, in tune with all the aftermarket accessories, there's a lot of companies, but there's one EUC uh, Alexa company. They're in Russia. I got to shout two people out because there's, yeah, that's, that's the basis of the company. Those guys make some wicked, wicked gear. They're uh, manufacturing the shells for the RS, high-speed, high-torque, Monster Pro. The fiberglass shells? Fiberglass oh, okay, shells. Okay, cool. Um, they got them for the Commander now, and they're... They're really stepping wow. up their game with paint job quality because I'm a body guy, licensed body man, and I paint cars. So when I seen these paint jobs, I was like, what is that? My, <laughs> my niece could have painted that. But they're really stepping up their game with paint jobs. And um, mm-hmm. there's one guy here. His name's Sergey uh, Kilvinik. And uh, we're going to put the video up so you can see. He's actually one of the realest riders out there that's not um, just a, a pretty face behind the brand. Because they're making all these power pads with diamond stitching and all the seats with diamond stitching and hinges and this and that. They're making beautiful stuff. But when I was watching their videos, I'm like, are these people actually out there riding? And then seeing this guy's gear and the way that he rides is pretty wild. He's got all kinds of cool things and he's actually a really experienced rider. And being in Russia, it's the opposite side of the world that we're at. So I want to give him a shout out for holding it down, putting the research and development into the parts beating the shit out of these wheels hmm. and the parts that they're making before they sell them because it's the highest quality aftermarket stuff I have seen on the market. Yeah, I'm time. actually surprised that no one in North America has started trying to compete uh, in terms of like the shells and mm. they all come from Russia and it's they're hard. all very good. They're yeah. all very good. It's a big show. Like I used to make molds for some uh, fiberglass Harley bags and the whole setup is very dirty. You're itchy. It's You need oh, a really? whole contained area of fiberglass as soon as you sand it. You're just it's everywhere. everywhere. It's terrible. So, because I, when I saw the price of the, the tag, uh, so the price tag for the shell, I'm like, holy crap, that's expensive. But I'm like, okay, yeah. I'll make it myself. And then I start getting fiberglass sheet out, and I'm like, ah, fuck it. It's not worth it. It's better to pay for this thing that's yeah. done. They're already set up and they already fit. They have the molds ready and, or and they however work it works. Amazing. Yeah. They save these everybody's wheels. So, yeah, uh, we're going to put that little link and the little video up showing that his awesome. page. Make sure everybody checks him out, gives him a follow and yeah. uh, see some of his content and know that he's the bones behind 
all that stuff. Awesome. Yeah, just give them a quick shout out because I know there's just some crazy stuff happening in the world right now, and we don't know if we can get these products even soon. They're so. still shipping. But yeah, as shipping. of now, yeah, like they're, 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 they've right just been now. great for us. So yeah. we just want to give them a little shout, shout out, out for what's Russia happening. And and to Ukraine and everything that's happening there as well, just yeah. real quickly, <laughs> is what it is, right? Um, so we'll leave that to the politics. Who was uh, your second shout out? Oh well, or you was, see, well you know I'm gonna. Are they gonna go go together? Or? Yeah, they're kind of together because he works with them. So there's a million people I could shout oh, out. Okay, but, cool. Yeah. So so what are, what are the two? Again. Yeah, what are the two uh, <laughs> accounts for? For the Russian, like, what's the store and what's the the, the person was the gentleman that I'm talking about? It's S E R G E Y underscore K I L L. Perfect. Sorry, K I L I V N I K. Right, and then the Alexa company name. Well, yeah, the Alexa. The, well, the, no, the company name for that is what do we call them? E U C underscore market underscore Alexa. Okay, great. Uh, underscore market. AO. So if you type in EUC market anywhere on Instagram, you're going to find that page. Okay, great. Very distinctive with a green battery cell. And it's they got some cool stuff. Very cool that, stuff yeah, for yeah. all kinds of wheels too. Seats and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they yeah. got great stuff. So check them out. Sweet. Very good. So as always, uh, if you like the episode, please like, share, tell your friends. The word of mouth is the greatest tool that we have out there. And we have people like Seb who have just come to love the show. So we hope there's other people out there who have loved the show as well. Make sure um, to go follow uh, UC in the Six on Instagram. Yes. Oh, thank you. That is the man right here. He's got oh. some great content, over 6,000 followers or something oh, like that. I don't know, yeah. yeah I yeah. delete people very often when I find <laughs> out that they don't have any followers or anything. I'm like, Bots. what is this? Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. There's a flood of them, and I just keep deleting them. I don't want it, to. It's got to kind of be authentic, right? Yeah. So I don't really focus on the content of, like, flashy dance moves and all that shit. It's just <laughs> that I put it there to share. If you like it, that's cool. You know, check it out. Awesome. Yeah, and genuine. one other thing. Did you know when you make your, maybe it's just me thinking this, but when you say, I'm Brett, uh, and then you, you, oh, sounds like he's always saying, I'm handsome. <laughs> I'm handsome. This handsome over here. Yes, you are <laughs> handsome, that's for sure. Uh, man. That I'm just funny. Brett. I just had to handsome. make him blush a little bit. <laughs> but yeah, thanks again, guys. Thanks for the shout Thanks for coming out. Having me here. Yeah, this has been a blast. I appreciate it. Hopefully, I'll be back soon sometime. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we'll have new episodes every Tuesday, as per usual, going in. We're hitting almost 10 episodes. I think this will be episode 9 for us. So, uh, yeah, thanks for sticking along to the end, and we hope to see you next time. Ride the beeps. Ride the beeps. (laughs) Peace out. Peace out.